Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us this wonderful day to come into your presence. We pray that you help me speak your word to everyone sitting here. We pray that you make us apply everything that we learn today in our everyday lives. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I would like to take this opportunity to thank God, the church council, my Friday school teachers, my parents, and my grandmother for all their support and encouragement in making this message. My message today is titled, Children are the Heritage of the Lord. Children are the Heritage of the Lord. And the key verse is found in Psalms chapter 127, verse 3. It says here, children are the heritage of the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Do you know that the word children is mentioned we need to look at two important terms, heritage and inheritance. What is heritage and what is inheritance? Heritage is a gift that is received from one's past generation. It can be tangible like money, wealth or property or it could be intangible like positions of authority, example, royalty. On the other hand, what is inheritance? Inheritance is the act of passing on one's heritage to their future generation. Now, this verse says that children are the heritage of the Lord. This means that children have been made in God's image and therefore all children are special. God created each and every one of us to be used for His glory and we were born into separate families so as to be a blessing to many. Now receiving a gift from anyone will make you happy, we'll be excited. In the same way, children are special since they are a reward from God. How much more special are children when it's a gift from the Creator Himself? This brings me to my first point, which is children are gifts from God. How many times have you rushed to open a present that you received on your birthday or on Christmas? On one hand, we would be like, wow, thank you for buying me this book. Thank you for buying me this CD. I've always wanted it. On the other hand, we would say, seriously, 
This is what you get me? This is not enough. I expected more. One of the very first gifts that my father gifted me was a cricket bat. He expected me to become a cricketer. On my following birthday, he gifted me a guitar. He expected me to become a musician. Several years later, I am neither a cricketer nor a musician. But I am God's perfect gift to my parents and I will continue to shine for His glory. And I pray that this will be your portion in Jesus' name. Now going back to the scripture in Psalms 127 verses 4 and 5. It says, children are a heritage of the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. To understand these verses, we must look at Psalm 127 as a whole, in totality. This psalm is about raising a godly Christian family, or it is about building a good Christian home. In this passage, children are key role players who are as important and special as arrows are to a warrior's quiver. We children are a part of the defense of our household. Let us take the example of Lot and Abraham. When Lot was taken captive, Abraham took 318 men of his household and went in search of Lot. Also we see in the example of Jacob and Esau, after many, many years of hatred and enmity between the two brothers, when they finally decided to meet up, Jacob went on his knees and begged God to save him from the hand of Esau. Why? Because Esau was bringing his entire family, which included children. This proves that children make a part of the defense of the household. How is this relevant to us today? We children are the defense of the household by being a living testimony of God's work in our household. We children are a living testimony of God's perfect plan in our household. Praise the Lord. This verse also means that children will be equipped with tools in order to fulfill the purpose of God in their life and that the enemy will not be able to stop them. Praise the Lord. Now, taking the example of Joseph, he was born into the family of Jacob. And although Jacob had ten sons, he favored Joseph. Why? What was it, what was the quality in Joseph that his father favored him that he could not find 
in his ten previous sons. He saw God in Joseph. He had inherited Joseph from God. Now, throughout Joseph's life, we see that he was pushed into many trials, many temptations, yet he did not falter. Why? Once again, he had God in him. This attitude, this quality, this characteristic made him from being the 11th son in the family of Jacob to being the most important person after the Pharaoh in the whole land of Egypt. In Mark chapter 10, we find that Jesus was talking to a number of people and certain parents felt it was necessary to bring their child to see the Lord. But the disciples said, no, go away. The master is speaking. Can't you see he is busy? But Jesus grew indignant. He grew angry and he told them to bring all the little children to him. And he took each and every one of them and he blessed them. So children are blessed. We children are so special that the Lord stopped what he was doing and he took time to bless us. I pray that today the Lord will stop here and he will bless you in Jesus name. In the book of Matthew chapter 18, the disciples asked Jesus, teacher tell us who can enter the kingdom of heaven? Teacher, who, can, who will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus replied, pointing to a little child and said, Truly, I say, unless you change and become like a little child, you will never see the kingdom of heaven. Truly, I say to you, the person who humbles himself or herself like a child, they will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Each and every one of us should have the humility and the faith of a child to enter and see the glorious kingdom of heaven. The faith of a child is simple. It consists of nothing but faith. Children have exemplary faith. Such exemplary faith that God uses it as a benchmark to enter the kingdom of heaven. Let me tell you a story. There was this village that badly needed rain for their harvest. It hadn't rained for months together. So one fine day, they gathered all the villagers and the pastor decided to hold a fasting prayer. And in no time, the villagers were rejoicing and praising and fasting and praying and fasting and praying. And barely had they finished that it had begun to rain like never before. God heard their prayer and opened the floodgates of heaven. All of them went home rejoicing. All of them went home happy. All of them went home wet. Except for one little boy. Can you guess why? He was the only boy to carry an umbrella to the fasting prayer. He was the only boy who went to the fasting prayer to receive answers. The others 
simply went to fast and pray. And just like the little boy, every one of you who have come here expecting answers, I pray that you will receive it in Jesus' name. Now, going on to the second point of children being a special gift from God. It is that once all of us have accepted that children are gifts of God, parents have to take care of their children. It says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 6, Train your child in the ways of God, so that they will not depart from them. This is an instruction given to all parents. Parents have an instrumental role in the development of a child in all spheres of life. They are the instruments used by God. And they are served as role models and mentors to their children. You know how the saying goes like father and son. You now know the story of Hophni and Phinehas, the sons of the prophet Eli. I mean, you would expect the sons of a prophet to grow up using their father as a role model. But no, the Bible says they were the exact opposite. They were regarded as scoundrels who had no respect for God, neither the customs of the church. Eli also, knowing of his son's sins, did nothing to correct them. And we all know how that ended. Comparing Eli to Elkanah, Samuel's father, we see that he was a good example of a role model. Though not mentioned much about him, maybe in one small chapter, he was a loving father, a cooperative husband, by honoring his wife's vow of sending Samuel to be raised in the ways of God. There is an Elkanah in every one of you in Jesus' name. Now, setting aside the fact that you parents do their part properly, we children also have an important role to play. And that is probably the easiest instruction the Bible has ever given. Children must obey. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, you must obey and honor your father and mother. It's very easy. To obey means to submit to the authority of someone. It means to submit to, the, to an appointed authority. That means when you obey God, you are submitting to his authority. You know that he is in total control and you have surrendered to him. And when we obey God wholeheartedly, we can proclaim as the psalmist does in Psalm 91 verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Let us all say together, one, two, go. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Hallelujah. Now, since we all claim to be like Jesus, we must teach our children to have an attitude like Jesus. Obedience 
is so crucial, is so necessary that even Jesus obeyed his mother at the wedding in Cana. Honoring, on the other hand, is to regard a certain request, a certain order with respect. Let me share from my personal experience. There was this time last year when the practice was for the annual Christmas outreach was thick in the middle of my school practical examinations. My mother asked me for my help regarding her skit and I immediately refused. Then I remembered what Pastor Lakin had come and told our class. He said, all those of you who have exams, God will see you through it because you are honoring Him. I honored God by taking time to practice for the outreach. And He honored me because the following day I was shocked. I was shocked because He honored me by giving me one of the few experiments that I knew extremely well. Now children will always want something. We all have a little child inside of us. Children will always want something. We crave for more. No matter how much we have, we crave for more. And going back to Ephesians chapter 6, we see that if children obey their parents and God wholeheartedly, they will be blessed with long life and much more. Now, much more can be success in school, success in academics, success in sports, developing your talents, developing your skills, and being a living testimony for God. The final point here is, after parents have accepted children as a gift, parents have taken care of their children, children have accepted this and obeyed their parents, it will be the turn for children to do the same to their parents. Children will be a blessing to you as well as to God. If we proclaim that we are a blessing, then we should obey God. And to obey God, we need to identify right from wrong. And to identify right from wrong, we need His wisdom. There is no way out. And the Bible says in Proverbs, it's a very big book. It has many good sayings and it will be used for His glory. The Proverbs says in chapter 9 verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You will need wisdom of God in every, every day of your life. Everything that you do. You will need His wisdom from choosing your friends to choosing what you watch and so on. And if you want wisdom, the Bible gives the solution. It says in James chapter 1 verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given unto you. Hallelujah. Let us take the example, once again, of Samuel. 
he was a young small boy who heard the voice of God. But that is not what counted. What counted was he heard the voice of God and he obeyed. His mother, Hannah, was a powerful prayer warrior. And she told, she promised God that if she was given a child, she would dedicate his life for God. If you notice, throughout Samuel's life, he was not influenced by others around him. Instead, his life impacted those around him. Everyone sitting here who claims to be a child or son or daughter of God must have this very same attitude. Finally, after following the ways of the Lord every day of your life, 24-7, there will come a time where we children will shine for the glory of God. Having raised us, having cared for us, it will be our turn to do it for you, our parents. Having the Christmas outreach program and this children's annual day is a great honor because we are doing it for His glory. You know, when I was preparing this message, I went and told my mom, Mom, how am I supposed to speak to 500 people for 30 minutes when I can barely talk to 5 people for 3 minutes? To which she laughed and replied, Shane, don't worry, you are doing it for the glory of God. He will help you. And brothers and sisters, I stand here for the sole purpose of giving you God's message and praising His holy name. So, I want to leave you with this. We children, we are your blessing. We are bound to obedience. And we ask you, dear parents, we ask you that you train us, you guide us, you pray for us no matter what. And we will continue to shine for the glory of God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let us, let us rise to our feet and let us pray. Let us pray that as a parent, that God will give us the grace to train our children in the ways of God. Let us pray that God will help us parents not to fail Him by playing our role as parents to our children. As a child, let us pray that God will give us the grace to obey our parents so that we will forever shine and we will fulfill the purpose of God in our lives. Please go ahead and pray that prayer. Pray that prayer that God will give you the grace as a parent to train these children that you play your own part and leave the children to their God. Go ahead and pray that prayer. It's for you, parents. Pray that God give me the grace not to fail you. Help me to play my own part. Help me to play my own part in training my children in the way of the Lord. And children, I want you to pray. Help me to be obedient. I don't want to be like Eli's son. I want to be a child like Samuel. An obedient child 
a child that will be a blessing to the parents, a blessing to the church. Ask God to give you the grace. Lord, we pray you give us the grace. As a parent, oh God, to train our children in the way they should go, which is the way of the Lord. That our children shall be a role model. Let's pray that all the days of the life of our children, they shall be role models. In their school, among their peers, they shall be role models. Our children shall only be seen among the godly. None of them shall be wayward. None of them shall go in the way of the world. In the name of Jesus, let's pray every parent here that is not doing according to what he's supposed to do, the Lord will touch them. Every parent that is not teaching them the right thing, some parents are teaching them the wrong thing, that God will touch those parents. That from now on, it will be parents that will be parents that will teach our children the good thing, the good path that they will follow. That where they grow old, they will not depart from it. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. The man of God that preached said, We are all children of God. Do we agree to that? So whatever the message God has spoken through that man of God is for you. I need you to check yourself. Are you truly playing your part as a parent? Remember, Eli warned the children. But what did God say? Eli did not do enough. He warned them. But the point God said, Eli, warn these children. Tell them not to do this thing again. Say, God, do whatever you want to do. Have you said that concerning your children? You are to pray for them. Until they change. You don't give up on them. If someone gave up on you, you will not be where you are today. Hello? If someone gave up on you, you will not be where you are today. So please, no matter what, these children, what they do, we must continue to pray for them. To train them. To warn them. To instruct them. To let them know the right path to follow. And the Bible says, if you can do your own part, they will not depart from hate. The second prayer we're going to pray is in Isaiah 1.19. And I want every parent and also the children to pray this prayer. Isaiah 1.19. It said, if you will be willing and obedient, you know, you need to be willing to obey. Because you may not be willing, but you are obeying. So your obedience is what? Not 100%. So I want you to make up your mind that God, I am willing. Everything it will take me to train up my children. In your own way, not my own way. Please give me that grace today. And as children... Everything that will make me to be willing to obey my parents and to obey you, God. Lord, give me that grace today. You know why you need to pray that prayer? He said, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. It means everything will be perfect for you. It is for your benefit as parents 
and for your benefit as children. Let's go ahead and pray that prayer. The grace to be willing. The grace to be obedient to the instruction of God. We say you should train up your children in the way of the Lord. Not in your own way. Children pray, give me the grace, Lord, to be willing to obey my parents and to obey you. Give me the grace to be willing to be a true inheritance of the Lord. All the days of my life, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. I know there are some people here. The children have shown us wonderful peace about being an inheritance of the Lord. What does an inheritance mean? You are an offspring, a true replica of the Lord. But, are you truly a son of God? Are you truly a daughter of God? In the book of John 1.12, let's open to it, and you read it, so that you don't deceive yourself. Now, I'm a child of God. Everybody can claim to be a child of even the president of this country or the sultan. You can claim it by mouth. But are you truly? Are you truly the inheritance of God? John 1.12 But as many as received him, as many that are born again, as many that have given their life unto Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior, to them he gave power to become who? To become who? So the question I'm asking you this afternoon is, are you a son or daughter of God? Have you given your life to him as your Lord and personal Savior? It is risky not to give your life to Jesus. Every eye is closed. I want to make an altar call. You know you are here. You are not a son of God. You can call your name by name. But you have not given your life unto Jesus. You have not surrendered to him as your Lord and personal Savior. See, as many as received him, to give, give you power to become the sons of God. I want you to raise up your hand to the Lord. I want to pray with you. The joy of the children today is, if you know you are not a son or daughter of God, we want you to become one. Not by mouth, but by surrendering your life to Jesus. You are here, you are not born again. I want to pray with you. You want to give your life unto Jesus. You are not born again. You know you are not following the Lord the way you should. You are always up and down. The moment you leave church, you become wayward. You don't do it the way you want to do it. Something is controlling you to do contrary to the will of God. You need to run to Jesus. Or you are here, you know you are, you, you need to be regenerated. You have gone back to the world. You've committed sin anyhow. Yes, you gave your life sometimes, but you backslidden. I want you to raise up your hand. I want to pray with you. Somebody is raising his hand here. I know there are people here. If Christ should come now, are you ready for him? That is what we are saying. Are you ready for him? You know you are in the congregation. You are ready to give your life to Jesus. Can I see your hand raised up? I want to pray with you. If you are raising your hand, please raise it very well. So that I can see your hand. I will pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for raising that hand. 
God bless you for raising that hand. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this, your children. I would like you to say after me. If you are raising your hand, say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life unto you. From today onward, I commit myself unto you. Please forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my sins. From today onward, give me the grace not to go back to those sins again, but to stick to you for the rest of my life. I surrender my life unto you today as my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you for saving my soul. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we thank you for this, your children, that have given their life unto you. What a wonderful thing to do on a day like today. I pray that, Lord, you will receive them unto you, and you will establish them in you, in the name of Jesus. This one will make heaven in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Quickly, we want to pray for two of our brethren that are going to be getting wedded next week. Brother Vishal and Sister Roshni. I believe they will be wedding in India. And also Sister Sophia and Brother Arun Thomas. I understand Arun Thomas, the dad was here before. They are now in India. So we pray for these two couple. That of Brother Visha and Roshni will be on 28th April. Why that of Sophia and Harun will be on 2nd of May. So it's going to be this coming week. I just want to lift off our hand unto the Lord and say, Lord, we commit this wedding unto you. Make this wedding a success. Lord, from the beginning to the end, glorify yourself. Establish this home yourself. Establish this home yourself. Make this home a godly home, patterned after the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, let their home be heaven on heart. Supply every need. Make a way where there seems to be no way. Let there be no evil report concerning these two weddings. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful moment that is about to come to pass in the life of these two couples. I pray that, Lord, you will establish them in you. You will attend that wedding. Lord, I pray you will be the chairman of those two weddings. That everything will work perfectly well to the glory of your name. In the name of Jesus. We pray that, Lord, you will give this one a godly home. patterned after the order of heaven. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And finally, if this is yours. Please see the ushers after the service. If this is your own, please see the ushers after the service to collect it. Before we share the grace, I would like to appreciate all the children. Children, can you please put your hands together for Jesus? Amen. Amen. And I would also like to appreciate all the parents. Parents, please put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. And especially, I want to appreciate all the teachers. I want teachers to wave their hands to Jesus for the wonderful thing he has done. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless every one of you for your commitment, your sacrifice, all the price you have paid, including the money. 
used to buy some of these clothes these children are wearing. I pray the Lord will reward you greatly in the name of Jesus. Uh, as many that are trusting God for their own children to be part of them. I prophesy by this time next year, you will carry your baby in your hand in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. As usual, we'll be taking this side to go out, everybody. Everybody will take this side to go out. So that we can have fellowship together at the end of the service. Let's share the grace together and fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us now forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Abundant grace. Go in peace in Jesus' name.